and ghouls. The boils and ghouls, that's a lot then. <laughs> I'm your host, Sarah Stevenson, and this is my co-host, Mike Stevenson. Hi, guys. And tonight, we're reviewing that new TV series that just came out just last year on Shudder, I think it was called. Yeah, Shudder, yeah, that's correct, yeah. Um, Creep Show. It's a t- the TV series, yeah. Not to be mistaken with the movies of the same name. Yeah, but there's some interesting things there. Yeah, but they're, 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 they are related, though, so we might mention those a little bit in passing. Mm-hmm, quite. And it has a similar theme to this, this um, to as the TV, sh- the movies. We, we will. Like, okay. So we, we, we won't talk about that until we actually get into it, okay? Yes. So who um, <laughs> directs them and, and ah, writes them anyway? I'm wondering whether you're going to ask that question. Good question. Now, a lot of these, this is, yeah, this is like an, an anthology TV series. Hmm. So what they've actually done, they've got, I think, about half a dozen different directors involved. Yeah, yeah there's, I think there's 12 episodes, or 12, yeah, 12 episodes, uh, and um, what they've done mm-hmm. is, some people have done one, two, or three episodes, and some people have done one episode. But I'll just give a list of the names involved with the directorships. <laughs> Okay, okay. Uh, now, I mean this, this first one, Greg Nicotero. I'll talk about him a bit later on. He's one of the uh, main ones uh, in in more ways than one. Now, uh, John Harrison's another one. Uh, Rob Schrab. Uh, David Bruckner. Roxanne Benjamin. And Tom Savini. Hmm. So they, they directed the 12 episodes. Hmm. Uh, while I'm on who's doing what to whom here, hmm. um, these are all short stories written by different people. However, However. one of the stories, um, one called Grey Matter, was hmm. written by Stephen King himself. So obviously hmm. he is in approval of this new series, okay? Mm-hmm, uh, so he's uh, he's behind it in some ways, but he's only written one story, and apart from that, he's, he's, he's out. He's given them their blessing in the way they're all. Yeah, but and not to mention, when they were doing this series, they included a lot of other key elements you may have seen from yeah, the Creep well, Show movies. I was actually movies. talking about the writers here. I know, I know. Are you going to mention Joe Hill? Um, I was going to mention Joe Hill now. I know, I know. I'm just mentioning, um. <laughs> want to bring up that, that you might see a few snippets of stuff in the background that hint to the other two yeah. movie creep and shows. And other things. T- uh, now, what I was going to say is one of the other writers, I won't go into everybody, is a guy called Joe Hill. Hmm. And that's Stephen King's little boy. Yes. And another thing about this is Joe Hill, he starred in the creep show in the first movie. He's a little boy reading the comics. Yes, Billy. Billy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Now, now um, Sarah was saying there's things going on in the background. But we were watching one the other day. Um, and we saw Night of the Living Dead on the TV in the background. Guess who that it, is? Well, George Romero. Mm-hmm. Now, George Romero had something to do with the production of, I think, at least one of the Creepshow movies, Ooh. if not two of them. So, George Romero's been sniffing around a tad, and he's still yeah, well, alive and well. well the, uh, maybe the, a walking dead, maybe. Well, but you yeah. know what they say, Mike? I mean, they want... When it comes to films, they want something out of this. You yeah, can't it, keep a good zombie down. Even no, if it means no. um, a snippet of the old movie they used to put in their own movie in the 
in this just to show that they are involved in this. Yeah, even behind the scenes, maybe not credited, but they might have been helping out and backing it in other ways. But mm. if you go back to George Romero, George, and we all get a nice warm feeling in our hearts when we think of George Romero and Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying it was a great movie, but it was it was it was a good cheap. Uh, horror movie, yeah, a lot of jump scares, cool. jump scares, and whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, George uh, was the director of the first Creepshow movie in 1982, mm. um, and in show number two, he wrote the screenplay uh, with a co-writer, Lucille Fletcher. Mm. So, George is always hanging around the genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, now, do you want to talk about the, uh, the overview, yes, synopsis I'll sort of thing of the it, series? I'll or? keep it very, very short, if yeah. I can. We're not going to talk about each individual episode. We'll be here all night. Okay? Yes, so, so the first one is called Grey Matter, dealing with um, Stephen King's story, of course. And Good old Stephen. Yay. And it's about a boy who's giving his dad some alcohol that turns to addiction, well, turning into... Well, Something more. Yeah, that was horrible. an impression of drinking too much, and yeah, uh, the storyline that Stephen wrote, uh, Dad actually turns into a monster, Brr. and he starts eating people. Yes. What a really nice, yes. warm and friendly story there. One for the kiddies, folks. Yeah, and speaking of one for the kiddies, the next story is called the House of the Head. Or the, he- the house. Oh, the, no, yeah, no oh, okay. the house of the head instead of the head of the house. It's a, yeah. the house of it's the head. It's a play on words. Yeah, or it's, it's a about twist a, it's a doll's twist. house, uh, which is you say haunted or controlled haunted, by spirits I or think. I can't tell. But anyway, irrespective, little girl gets a doll house from somewhere or other. Someone that gives it to her as a gift or whatever. Or she made it. I think. No, no. Yeah. Someone gave it to the family and she took it over. And there's something sinister, demons in control of it and stuff. Mm. Uh, hence, it's in the anthology, isn't it, folks? Ooh, so, what's the next story, Mike? Bad Wolf Down. Ooh, this one takes place during World War One or World War Two. World War Two, yes. I think. Yeah, World War Two. And it deals with werewolves and stuff. Yeah, yeah these soldiers are being uh, chased. Uh, American soldiers or Allied troops, I think, were Americans, yeah. were being chased by the Germans through the forest and yeah. whatever. And they'll hold up in this place, and they'll go yeah. and be killed for sure. And they meet this lady who is a werewolf, and they see us them to put her out of her misery. And they said, okay, before you do that, we're going to get killed anyway. We want a chance. So they asked her to turn them into werewolves. Mm. And they attacked the Nazis. Yeah. And guess what? They won. Yeah, <laughs> and guess what else? Um, Jeff Combs, who stars at, um, as, as our reanimated doctor well, in Reanimator. And he's been he, in a lot well, of other cr- interesting movies yeah, along was, the way, too. He was one too. of the good soldiers who turned into a werewolf. No, he was a bad guy. He was a bad Nazi who was See, going to get oh, eaten. Naughty, naughty. So yeah. he's play, he's been known to play some interesting roles in these movies a lot. Uh, okay, next one. One called The Finger. That's a nice little friendly one written by David Schrow. I think yeah, yeah, that's an interesting one. It's about a man who finds a... F- a weird-looking shaped finger. Yeah, but it looks like half claw, half finger sort of yes. thing. Yes, and it starts growing and growing until it turns into a really creepy alien-type yeah, creature. Little, yeah, little, remember in Alien, the movie, when, when the alien was little, when it first came out and ran around before it grew? Something similar to that. Yeah, yeah and it started doing things for him in obedient, like dog-like loyalty and, way. And even, even if he didn't ask, he did it for it to protect him. But yeah. problem is, it sent him crazy and he got arrested and stuff yeah. for killing people yeah. and stuff, which he didn't do. Yeah, he's but, we, but 
but we don't really know whether it was his delusional state of mind which created it, and he was actually doing it. Remember, like, Secret Window with um, Johnny Depp? I get He said, oh, I've got this man here hanging around. It was actually him doing it. Mm. So we don't really know. It's, it, it's up to you, and if you watch it, this is quite interesting. Mm. Yeah, it made for an interesting story. So moving on, what was the next story on the chopping block? All Hallows Eve. Ooh, this one's a good one, guys. I highly recommend you guys you to watch this quick, one. A quick snippet of what it's about. Well, it's about these. Um, let me see. Five howling trick or treaters. They're going on their nightly treat or treat. Yeah, we think they're normal kiddies. <laughs> and we first think that they're just punk kids who are causing a little trouble for the local neighbours. But and, then we and the neighbors, the neighbors don't like them, obviously. Yes, for gosh knows reasons. We'll soon find out later. Until on. they have some evil, well, not evil actually. It's more like Venge- vengeful, vengeance. Yeah, vengeful. Vengeance. Yeah, yeah. Like they want to take revenge on some people who caused them something really bad in their past. And we find out towards the end that these kids aren't kids; they're actually the spirits of five dead kids who were killed by several, another four or five kids in the area, who killed them one. Uh, Halloween evening or yeah. night, whatever. Mm-hmm. So they just get and they, and they came back to get yeah. the last one. Yeah, and they mm. finally were able to rest in peace. And went back. A to good the, ending for uh, when lovely, I think about yeah. it. A nice, warm and fluffy ending to a nice story. Yeah. yeah. So what's the next one on chopping block? Uh, one of my one of my favourites. Because we're talking about vengeance, be mine, saith the Lord. Uh, mm. The man in the suitcase. Oh, this one I like <laughs> very much too. This one's about. Um, a boy who's just arrived back from on the airport. Somewhere he came coming home from somewhere. Yeah, and he brings he somehow gets his suitcase, which has some weird something like, weird like, about like, it. Yeah, he, he would have thought he would have noticed it was a bit heavier. Yeah, underpants and stuff would not wouldn't be heavy. Yeah, true. But he gets the bag home and he finds there's a man inside his bag, yeah. all crisped up like a pretzel, but a man all the same, yeah. and he's alive. Yes, <laughs> yes. But he turns out well. Come on, tell him. Well, I don't know how to explain it to you guys, but somehow he spits out coins uh, whenever he, they, he, they twist him yeah, Whenever he's in pain, he's, he drops out a gold coin, an old gold coin, which is worth lots of money, one gold coin. I mean, they'd say about $250, $300. Yes. And, yeah. and he gets it. He yeah. doesn't want to hurt the guy too much. Yeah. He thinks, and, mm, yeah, and the guy the right who thing. says, if you get me out of this thing, Whatever coins that come out of my mouth are yours. Are yours okay. for a keep. But he, he but has then, a mistake of telling his friends about yeah, it. Yeah, he tells his friends, and they see money, big money in this deal. And they they try to milk this poor little man in the suitcase for everything he's got. Yeah, and soon enough, this kid, he has second or third thoughts about milking the poor and, man and, dry. And he wants to look after him and get him out of the bag. Yeah, and, and yeah, he wants, yeah. and he feels like he's being murdering, so he. He wants to call the police, but his girlfriend breaks his phone. Yeah, and Brandon breaks his head. Yeah. So he hits him with something rather than yeah. head, like a hammer or something. I think it was something. a hammer. Yeah. And it, uh, to me, it w- I thought he may have died or something. But yeah. anyway. Well, he, and, and he fell downstairs. And anyway, like, we, he, he disappears out of the scene for a minute. And, yes. it, and it goes back to the uh, Kids. His, his ex-girlfriend and his mate. Yeah, who I think they had an affair with each oh, other. Oh, he, he was getting into a pants all the way through the show behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. you can see it coming Well, out. the other yeah. boy, according to the story, is that he's always letting people step on him a lot. Yeah, he's a soft, gentle guy. A really nice guy. Yeah, the sort of guy, if you take home to meet mum and dad, they wouldn't be terrible. Yeah, it's probably one yeah. of the reasons why this... M- 
this man in the suitcase chose him because he's he a good-natured guy. guy. Yeah, and, and these two kids, they want to milk the poor man to and death. The, and, yeah, and, and hurt him and you know, keep him a prisoner. A bit like a genie in the lamp, supposedly. Yes. Soon enough, um, the guy reveals his real true colours. He so turns into an evil demon genie type thing. Yeah. And he, he, he makes two suitcases appear, empty ones. Uh-huh. And guess what? Hint, hint. He puts them into it. Yes. And then the next time you see this genie guy, he's standing upright in a nice suit and he's at the airport. And going he's back. counting his suitcases. He's, and he's, yeah, he's got all his suitcases. He's going back home to his country. And it looks like this is a regular tour. Of course, the lady at the counter knows him. We'll take care of your luggage, as always, sir. Yeah, mm, and you go, ah. Hint, and then we go, we, we cut uh, a cut to uh, the poor old guy in the hospital. Yeah. The, the original guy. And he gets a, he's a bunch of flowers there, with a little card saying, if ever you need me, just, just, just think of me or something, or, yeah, and I'll be there for you. Yeah, sort so, of. Yeah, it seems lovely. like the, this genie or demon owes it to He this. has a soft spot for he it. A bit a like spot. Aladdin and the genie. So, yeah, yeah. Aladdin had, had a pure heart, and mm. the other people around yeah. him didn't and stuff. Yeah, yeah and yeah, you may not know yeah. this, guys, but... Um, genies in, in the legends, they're actually demons who are put in punishment in for, being the, naughty. for being mm. naughty to become servants of the lamp. Yeah, so yeah. whoever owns the lamp, they become their yeah. servant. Yeah. To them. I heard a slightly different story. I heard a, 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 well, an add-on story that the, you, if you were evil and you mistreated a demon that you summoned or some other, they could turn you into a genie too, too. as pen- punishment. So there's two... Different scenarios yes. for becoming a genie. So this might fit in with why these kids got placed in those suitcases. Yeah, they're going to be slaves to uh, the next person. The who next may person. Come along. Yeah. So it fits in with that story. Yeah. So let's move on. Sorry. Ah, the companion. Oh, this one's a good one. There. This one's about a boy who's being mistreated by his brother. Yeah, he beats him up and stuff. And, and yeah. he then cut, runs to a. To a farmhouse, an abandoned farmhouse, abandoned farmhouse, and he discovers this weird uh, scarecrow, scarecrow creature, and, and he brings it to life accidentally. Yes, and I won't reveal to you the twist at the ending because it's too good. But he does help him out with his brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell you how how yeah, at this point. So move on. My next one is sort of. Um, not my favourite one, but it's very, very interesting. It's called uh, Lydia Lane's Better Half. Yeah, it's not my favourite either, but it's interesting. Yeah. It's about this um, very successful businesswoman. Yeah. And she's just selected a, a person to do... Become the next CEO or something. Next or other, CEO or for or another yeah. business yeah. or company, whatever. Or an, or an arm of the company yeah. or something. And yeah. the other... Uh, other person that was it, most likely going to be selected didn't take this so well. No, and they had an argument, and she accidentally kills the hmm. other inco- uh, prospective incumbent. Yes. Uh, and then she's trying to hide the body and different things, and everything goes pear-shaped. Yes. Yeah, she um, then tries to take her down an elevator, and the elevator starts malfunctioning. And it stops, and, and then they got it. There's problems there. She's there for, what, 24 hours? 24 or, hours. Or more. And yeah, and... Things don't go right at the end. She tried to get out of the elevator, and we won't tell you, you. how it ends. Mm. Yeah, it's too good. 
Now, well, the, not really too good. It's just that. No, it's good. Just, it's, it's, it's good. She gets her own back. Yeah, even being dead, you can get vengeance. Mary. Okay, go on. Now, next one, Night of the Poor. That was a nice, interesting story. That one is based by John Esposito. Yeah, this is based off a monkey paw story you may have yeah. read and and they always on go wrong, folks. Yeah, they. I remember they did this twice in. Um, Tales of the Crypt movie and the and TV some, and show. Some of, some of those old shows like uh, the Tales of Terror, you know, the, the uh, what do you call it, Gamicus Tales of Terror, or Tales yeah. from the Vault. Yeah, that's yeah. what the old ones, which Hammer did, the you know, English ones, whatever. Yeah. It was in there too. Yeah, those the Monkey were... Paw has been very popular in the old movies. Yeah, well, it's always been popular for mm. over the years, especially yeah. idea. Well, this this is sort of the same story you probably heard. Like a man, his wife wishes for millions and millions and trillions of dollars. Yeah, those ones happen all the and time. And suddenly, um, the she drops dead, and, and they're getting a nice insurance claim. Yes. Hey, not bad. And hey. he p- decides to take out the monkey's paw again and say, "I wish she comes back to life again." And and it goes on from there like the normal stuff, yeah. and everything goes pear shaped again. Yeah. But anyway, we'll leave that one alone for the time. You but have to I want to say it. the next part to it um, before we go on. Um, then a lady, he he kind of summons. He, a, he actually wishes for. He this wishes lady. for an, a killer to kill him because he's still in pain for losing his wife. Yeah. And. He tells his story. I won't as again. I won't tell you the whole story again. Yeah, again, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he tells her this, and he, and she, so um, he doesn't believe. She doesn't him. believe him, and she tries to prove it by throwing the monkey paw into the fire. And he sets on fire. Yes, and then yeah. she finally puts him out of his misery by shooting him. And uh. this is where I keep. Sa- I told Mike the last night that the only time you could probably. Use the paw as you pass it on if you die or something. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that, but it hasn't shown up in other yeah. th- other movies. So this, that's yeah. a good twist on the story. I if the owner dies, then then the twist. then the uh, the monkey paw gets free gener- goes through another life cycle to make another three wishes. Yeah, so, yeah. and so mm. he already given her the monkey paw as a bit of a payment for her a little prezi as a for helping him die and she has a past too where she says she killed her husband because he was in well, agony no, he, in yeah, the hospital that was a nice that was a nice thing like a bit of like youth and age she shot him or did something there because the guy was dying in hospital yeah. and stuff so she wasn't a mad killer type person but she yeah. had blood on her hands yeah mm. so she ends up taking the the monkey palm paw and she gets into a car and she forgets where the keys are and then she probably wi- unknowingly wishes for the keys and so, yeah. and guess what it comes into her lap and the monkey palm slowly starts <coughs> moving one of thing, yeah every time you make a wish one of the fingers closes down so and you say i've got one wish yeah another wish you've got one wish left it's and and it closed down yeah. and while and while the fingers are closed <laughs> over that means there's no wishes left. Yeah, yeah, and the next one, she wishes the car to start because it was starting to stall. Not stall. Well, not stall, would start. And yeah, yeah. she probably says to herself, oh, I wish this thing would start. Yeah. And, and she didn't say it out loud, and the monkey paw made the car start. She yeah. had one wish left. Yeah. And we won't f- say what she did. Well, I want to do this uh, one last one because it's really good, and I want to show it to you here. Well, she goes to the morgue to yeah. wake up a dead boyfriend. Yeah, and there's Don't a lot of tell him what and happened. there's a lot of dead bodies around her. Oh, you're telling them now. <laughs> well, this makes a little sense because um, she says, um, "I wish for him to come back to life." And guess what? Other bodies in the morgue. Well, didn't specify which one. I, or if someone said, "I wish you would come back to life." 
but didn't specify Ooh. which one. So all the bodies in the morgue woke up, and guess what? Her boyfriend woke up and, and he started chewing on her neck or something. Yeah, that really or good. giving her a sloppy kiss. Oh, yeah. now there's blood coming out of us. Yeah, and of course the um, monkey palm closes its fist, ending all free wishes. But if she dies, it'll reopen. Good point. Uh, but we, do, we still don't know who may get it. A nurse. Maybe. Or a morgue attendant or mm. whatever. Anyway, moving Next. on. Sorry. Now, this is a funny little, well, not a funny one, interesting one. Times is Tough in Musky Holler. Written by John Skip and a Dory Miller. Yeah, this one is yeah. um, sort of more like a, like, it's sort of like an end part to the story or story stories it, it does flash back in comic strip wise what happened beforehand apparently they uh, had something like a night of living dead went through there and people were being um killed killed and, and sort of reanimated and the the mayor and his cronies were killing people i think they're killing people who didn't need to be killed as well because people got in the way of what they're doing mm. they killed them yeah. uh, so that he, he had a a very nasty black rain. How's that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he ended up get he and his cronies. They, they get assembled into yeah, like a the, prison. The, a prison of sorts, yeah. and they're about to get their sentence carried out. Yeah, and they and the, and they're um, they're being challenged what they did, and um, then the their leader of the rebels, uh, I guess that's a nice name, isn't it? rebels, uh, starts to go through and tell them what the crimes were, and then yeah. they winch them up to the ceiling of the cell and their heads pop through this plate which is in the middle of a sporting arena. Mm, yeah. And, and everyone, to, and, and got, it's, not like, it's, like, it's like, can I folks, tonight we're going to, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And something's going to happen to them. Yeah. You're not going to tell them, are you? No. Good, thank it's you very, very much. It's too good and yeah. I don't want you guys to get even uh, more it's, it, spoilers. It, they certainly get their just desserts them for being really nasty, <laughs> yeah. cretinous people. Yeah. I know that we often said we'll, we'll reveal spoilers, but there's too many good stuff here that will be worth... We'll, well, it, won't, it will be worth watching once you watch it for yourselves. Yeah, yeah. Go on, yeah. So, buy a copy or do something. So what's the next one, uh, Mike? Skin crawlers. Ooh, this one's gross. And if, if you hate leeches, you'll hate this one. Yeah, <laughs> and if you guys are worried about dieting, I suggest you watch this movie. I would go on a diet, you know, Atkins diet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so this one deals with um this um new health clinic. Health clinic who finds this leech or a parasite yeah. that can suck out all your fat yeah. and. Make you look slim and now, trim. Really and quickly. Stuff. So, now, I'll tell you about the guy in charge of this clinic went over to the jungles of Africa or somewhere or other mm. looking for something or other, mm. and he found these leeches, leech type things. It was mm. bigger than normal leech, about a foot long. Yeah. Uh, Not like a, um, a eel. Lot, 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 yeah, but, you know, like a small eel. But anyway, and if these attach themselves, they, they, they got a chemical which liquefies the fat in your body and they suck it straight out. Mm. And it's all instant diet. A miracle cure. Marvellous. However, yeah. there's a However, problem. There's <laughs> a big problem. And one of the guys who is about to get under the knife or under the sucking whatevers, it discovers this. But I'll tell, I'll tell you the end. No, no, it's, it's too a good. It's <laughs> nice and gory. It's really and good. juicy. <laughs> a bit, a bit sloppy juicy. No, anyway. <laughs> Go on. The last one. By the silver water of Lake Champlain. Yeah, this Champlain. one is the this um, is Joe Hill's, Hill's story. Contribution. Yes. Yeah. Stephen uh, King's son. Yeah. And that's not a bad story. 
Yeah, I think it's great. Um, yeah. It reminds me of those interesting lake monsters. Yeah, a bit like Loch Ness monster, monster type stuff, yeah. Mm. I know over the years a lot of people have made their own lake type monster story in movies and TV shows and cartoons. Stuff like that. Stuff like that to indicate that there is lake monsters in other places. <laughs> Which is well, there's lots of lots of theories of it. Like you, you take a lot lot mess monster. Mm-hmm. Some people believe they've seen something out there. Now, there could be something out there. Lot mess monster mm-hmm. is in a a lock, which is a big lake, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be really really deep. Now, and that supposedly ha- may have be connected to the ocean because it's, someone mm-hmm. once told me it's tidal. Mm-hmm. Now, if there's a sea creature that spends a lot of time underwater, mm-hmm. let's say something which looks similar to a serpent or an old dinosaur type thing, it could be something yet to be discovered. But it c- pops up there, may come back there occasionally for breeding or something or other, you know, holidays, well, yeah, <laughs> so whatever. Yeah. Uh, and it, it gets seen occasionally. Yeah. Um, but like this, that's, this is like that sort of story. Yeah, so mm. this story is... Um, a little b- different than its predecessors, not as gross, but it's pretty and it has an, a good conclusion. In yeah, this it's movie. more about the people involved in seeing it and trying to find it. Yeah, there's a. The, it starts off that it's a family there, and the dad has of dead. He, he, he drowned in the lake looking for the monster. I often monster. think he was yeah. murdered. I reckon the monster got him. I yeah. think it was mostly Chet, who's the um sort of um nasty guy. Not a bo- no, not boyfriend. He was just living with um them, living with the family. Well, he came in, looked after them after Daddy died. Do you think? Mm, mm, maybe. I sense, he, I sense he did have a um. He mm. probably de- did do something with. Oh, look, him. I reckon the monster raided Dad because he's out in the lake there. And he's, he's in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm. And this guy just sl- smooched in there and said, "Okay, oh, I got a free, I, I get free sex." Uh, somewhere to roof over my head and mm. whatever. I just and, think yeah, that, that yeah. maybe he was a nasty guy. He was a nasty guy, but I, I did think he must have a hand in it because he was acting all violent and and, yeah, but he, and hinting it, that he that he he had violent tendencies. Yeah, about but him. that doesn't mean he killed the guy. He just like a man to be feared. I'm arrogant, nasty, and horrible. Don't get in my bloody way. He may not have killed him, but anyone who went against him, he was very violent towards you. Mm-hmm. A control freak type, you know, yeah. type. You know, sleeping with the enemy sort of guy, you know. Yeah, so um, this is probably the last last episode I could think of that we were... That's that is the last episode. <laughs> yeah. There's only 12, not 1,200. Anyway, yeah, so this is... um. <laughs> Um, I don't know if they're going to be doing a season two for next year. I haven't heard. Um, no, it has been it has been renewed for second season, but I can't find the information on second season. Mm, same so here. However, it was only approved for second season towards the end of last year. And if they're trying to get into pre-production mode early this mm. year, then the coronavirus come along and put everything on hold. I so, can't admit, though, yeah. Mike, it's weird that... Unlike Tales of the Crypt, which have done episodes to the gill, mm, this yeah. this one only did six. I just wonder well, why yeah. they couldn't do tw- no, that well, the, as many well, episodes. They did twelve, not six. Well, six episodes. No, six, 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 six. Um, uh, six. I six installments, but there's two stories for each installment. So. Yeah. Technically, twelve episodes. Okay, yeah. twelve episodes. But they uh, got twelve stories. How, what, how many? One hundred. I mean, some things go. Oh, season one has six. Season two has twelve. Uh, season three has twenty-two or something rather. I would like to keep each season 
nice and neat in a small pack in between, say, five and ten. When it gets too much and ramming too much into a season, unless you're developing a storyline and an ongoing story, I don't think you need it. Mm. And then you can say, okay, we'll do this release. You spend a bit more time putting together, making them good quality. So that's my that's my thoughts on it anyway. Mm, I see. But now, what I'm going to talk to you about, mm. just in, in passing, um, one of the main guys involved here was Greg Nic- uh, Nicotero. Now, he, I believe, came on as a producer mm-hmm. for the show. Mm-hmm. He also, um, I think he contributed, he wrote mm-hmm. um, one of the segments, or, or co-wrote. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also uh, directed two. So, producer, director, and a writer. Uh, so, the guy is very multi-talented. I went online to have a look at a bit more about it. I, I, I had vaguely heard the name, but he learnt under his um, his skills mainly special effects work for George Romero and people like that. Mm. But he's mainly a special effects artist, but he's also a producer and director. Mm. Now, I won't go through with the filmography. It just goes page after page after page. But the guy is a talent. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the first things I read about him, he said when he saw Jaws, yeah, the Steven Spielberg movie, George, mm. uh, when he was younger, he said, how the hell did they make a shark to swallow a man? Mm. And that got his juices flowing to become a special effects guy. Mm. You know, so Steven Spielberg, see, you created a new special effects guy by your movie. No, not bad. Go on, Steve. Because this guy is not bad. Mm. He, he's a multitasker. He's really mm. good. Got, the industry needs more people who are flexible and adaptable. Exactly. Good, Mike. Good choice. Yeah. Good choice Anything you want to talk about? Yeah. When they did Grey Matter, is well, Grey Matter was a short story by Stephen King, as you well know. First, it was first published in 1973 issue of Cav... Uh, What's that? Uh, uh, Cavalier Magazine, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, and later cl- yeah. it was collected in Stephen King's 1978 collection, Night... Shift. Oh, Night Shift. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yes. Night Shift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so... Th- that, that was a TV show? Was that stories in the book? or Because mm. there was, a, I think it was a TV version of Night Shift. Mm, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So, mm. uh, as you guys are aware of that, mm. um, Stephen King, he wrote a lot of short stories and issued them into a lot of different magazines. Even Playboy got a, a few stories from it, too. <laughs> Sorry. I even <laughs> issued a few... Um, um, reviews of my own in in Phantasmagorical magazine, as yeah, you yeah. probably have and already seen, maybe. Yeah, yes, yeah, so people are actually approaching you at the moment for uh, you to contribute to their magazines and websites and stuff mm. uh, for interviews and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. you're becoming well known. Mm. Aha! Yeah. Not just for podcasting. Mm, well, it's always good. Yeah, so. I do like it that Stephen King worked this really hard on his stories a yeah. lot, especially well, putting in short stories just to pay the bills. Uh, well, you, know, you, you, you have to start somewhere, and you, I don't have, I haven't read Stephen King's um, autobiographies or biographies or whatever. I would say he started off writing short stories for mm. the magazines, and mm. uh, while he's developing his skills as a um, yeah. Well, novel writer. Um, yeah, you just don't see too many of that sort of thing out there well, in, not in magazines. Ma- people don't read mm-hmm. magazines like they used to years ago because you used to have ordinary magazines and short stories and you had your Reader's Digest stuff and all that. Yeah, a lot of people don't read this. They'd rather just go online and read something. Or yeah, They don't yeah. even go to libraries that much anymore. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. It's just so that things have changed. It's just that yeah. um, 
without that key that element of writing skill, you won't be able be, to be taken well, serious as a writer. No, and and then and he's done the, he's done it the long way. Well, no, yeah, probably the best way. Hone your skills. Submit them to magazines. He, he probably had a lot of rejections too. Several, maybe. Uh, no, quite a few. Mm. Yeah, the, the magazines do not take every story right, so he mm. would have done quite so many, and so many were rejected, and the rest mm. of them were published, and then he he found, okay, these ones worked, they didn't, he learnt from his writing mistakes and his uh, successes, and and they, he's toned his skills, and he got into decent novel writing, like, but he can write a horror movie, he can write a coming-of-age movie like The Stand, he can do... He can do he a... Can, he, he, he can do lots of good things, and it just, it just, look, I don't say come to left field, but... I mean, some of the storylines are fantastic. They're um, and they're believable storylines. I mean, okay, you got Langoliers and stuff. Okay, not quite believable, mm. but you know, you look at yeah. um, it, mm. and that's not a bad story. Okay, mm. a ghost story, uh, mean ghost eats kids, whatever. Mm. Um, that's fine. Um, I, I'm live with that. Um, but Night Flyer, that was one of his, wasn't it? Yeah, that was, of, that was one of his. Yeah, and that's and yeah, I like to think, incredible. Yeah. I often think that the almost a lot of the I stories. Think? What? The Miss One of His? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think that most yeah. of his stories, they base, he bases his lead character on himself. Yeah, there's always, yeah, there's often it's the lead character writer, is a writer. a reader, you know, yeah. a reviewer, a magazine writer of any kind of um, Yeah, you think thing. about it, he's writing from what he knows. I mean, this guy is doing this. Well, maybe it's yeah. people he met when he was working on these books. Yeah. You can, as a writer, you can go and socialise with different writers. Other writers. And, and he, pick their brains. No, no, no. no, no, no well, no, just no. get ideas <laughs> for the next character. Hey, that one, that room five, whatever, that, that when the ghost, that the room was haunted, is that one of his? Yes. Yeah, that was a brilliant movie. That was guy was a writer doing an expose on a supposed haunted room yes. or the haunted so locations. He, yeah. he may have go- t- picked yeah. each person's brain or even met some of these people to get yeah. inspiration for his next story. Or, or had a bit of a, bra- a brainstorming session over a cup of coffee or something stronger. Yes, <laughs> to get some ideas. A and bit of bourbon. I've got to admit, it is kind of clever when you think about it. No, he's, he's, a, he's a brilliant writer. Yeah, mm. But, I mean, he obviously, he's on board with this project because he's, he's contributed to the story and so is his son. So mm. it was it's kept up the spirit of Stephen King uh, and the way he writes. Now, actually, there's something I want to say. There's... Creep Show movie number one, and it's Creep Show movie number two, but then there's a Creep Show movie number three, which has got one. nothing to do with Stephen King, I believe. Mm. I don't believe there's any Stephen King um, stories in it. I don't believe he was part of it. Um, I don't know whether he just said, okay, yes, you can use the names as Creep Show. Mm. I don't know, but because Creep, Creep Show. Uh, may not have been um, what's word uh, copywritten, mm. um, but still, yeah. it, that the mm. third one it did it was another. It wasn't bad. Another um, what's that word you used? Another anthology. It's another anthology horror movie. Thing. Yeah, it's in the same spirit, but it had nothing to do with Stephen King. So, I, yeah, it's, it's, I don't like people taking something that somebody else has started and I'll, I'll borrow that and try to make some money on it. Mm. You go, hey, make up your own stories, make up your own title. Yeah, you know, you but know. bear in mind, Mike, that they probably are trying to find the right title, and the original title may have been not didn't capture the people's minds, and they decided yeah. to. We'll borrow um, that one. And they say, um, "Why don't you ask Stephen King if we could borrow that title, and it would sell." 
That's how I see it sometimes. Well, they, they could have called it the Devil's Anthology or something, right? That's got a nice mm. ring to it. Mm. <laughs> yes, but you know. I mean, you said yeah. I have often told these guys in the past that people do take borrow or or buy the copyright oh, yeah, um, rights and, and they get, to you know, the and you get a licensing fee and yes, I know all this, but. Yeah. Uh, I don't like people using somebody else's idea to do so. I'd rather see something fresh. And they've taken the name Creepshow. They just rest it, saying, oh, if we put Creepshow on it, everyone's going to think it's a Stephen King production or his stories, and people are going to go see the movie. That's mm. what I'm saying. So, I it's mean, just like um, yeah, when yeah. Um, Lawnmower Man, the what? movie I'm referring to, they took... Um, the directors took um, Stephen <coughs> King's net title name and used it for their movie, but at the same time, this is not um, one of his look, works. It doesn't, it doesn't look much like the original story, no. Yeah, so yeah. if you guys have seen the movie, you <coughs> should be aware that this hey. is not a Stephen King production. Yeah, well, yeah, but when they borrowed the... Like, it's like Dracula. Dracula movies called A Dracula. Uh, the only thing in it about which resembles Ram Stoker's work is Dracula's in it. Mm. Uh, apart from that, it's nothing like the book. Mm, true. <laughs> so, yeah. so, do you want to rate this movie a um, series? Series uh, now, Mike? Yeah. Look, I like all the stories. Mm-hmm. Um, the productions are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's good directorship. Um, everything's believable, and it's good, fun, short story type things thrown together. And yeah, I really like the sort of stuff because uh, I grew up the uh, anthology stuff years ago. Um, I'll have to give it a nine, ooh, nine and a half. Cause I do like Stephen King, and yeah. uh, I do like yeah. him too. I like the and George Romero comedy and type yeah. movies he comes up with, yeah. cooks up with. Yeah, but these guys there—they're they, carrying that, they're carrying the spirit of Stephen King through their own works as well, their stories, and mm. yeah, and it's good to see fresh stories coming in instead of let's redo the same crap. Again, no, I like fresh stories, you know I mean? mm-hmm. and I keep talking to you. Uh, <coughs> it's no good rehashing a storyline and making another movie based on another movie based on another movie. Yeah, but you've got to yeah. admit, when they did, <coughs> um, for the, one of the episodes, the, um, yeah. the, the monkey paw <coughs> one. Yeah, that's, different. That's, that's a traditional one. Yeah. But all the other ones there, they, they've got their own character, their own their own life they're, they're not they're not a copy of somebody else's work it's not it's a fresh story i mean i yeah, yeah, I yeah. That. and, and that's, what, that's what makes it more interesting for me hey it's a fresh story or oh i've seen something like this in another movie yes i know it's gonna happen next then it gets really boring and that's when i go to the fridge and get a beer out or go and make a cup of coffee or something rather because i'm really i start to get bored mm-hmm. yes if, if i'm interested in a movie or a TV show, I will not move from my lounge chair. I will sit there and watch. Mm. I'll be watching and listening and trying to suck it all in. And, hey, this is good. Mm -hmm. But if I get, oh, I'll find an excuse to leave the room, Mm -hmm. then you know you've lost my attention. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yes, so should we rate this now? I just did. Oh, remember sorry. nine, nine and a half? Remember that? Okay, remember um, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, um, so I rate this movie um, nine and a half out of ten. Ooh, nine and a half out of ten. Ooh, that's pretty good. Well, up, I would up there with me. You someone say, oh, I'll give it ten. Met nine and a half. That's good. That's good. Well, I just think that I do like the short, these short stories. It's just that, um, well, some of them I do. I, I didn't like that. One about the elevator. In, that one was, that was a, good. a little weak. Uh, no, it wasn't weak. It was just, it, 
it was it was a good basic story. But mm. yeah, you didn't see the end coming, did you? No. And that was one made that little twist at the end made it really good. Mm-hmm. True. He said, "Oh, what's happening now? What's happening now? What's happening now? What's happening now?" Oh. And that's it, and that finished. <laughs> I did enjoy the creep that kept coming up. The what? Uh, the weird creature that comes off out during... Oh, the creature? After, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before and after the yeah. story begins. Well, yeah, well, that follows the same spirit of the other Creepshow movies. They had this little ghoul, skeleton type guy who yeah. was introducing it, and, you know, either... And, he... and laughing at... Him, like, <laughs> yeah, well, that's what's up, yeah. Yeah, roughly. Yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah, I think he's interesting. There was one bit, one of my favorite bits in that was when he was carving a jack o' lantern and he gets a um, knock at the, the door. door. Yeah, and he kills the trick or treater. <laughs> and he, he takes his eyeballs and teeth and shoves them in his jack o' lantern. Isn't that sweet? Yeah, yeah, it was gross, but very fun. Hey, you tell you what, I mean, we're in Australia, we don't get the old hot Halloween like you do yeah, in America. Yeah, but we do get a lot and, of jack-o'-lanterns um, when it comes we to do, October. Yeah, but it's not the same as America. We, we they, they try to emulate what America does. It's not the same. Yeah. In America, it's part of the I don't tradition. even know anything about how to carve a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah, it's easy. But the point is, I'm trying to say to you is, in America, kids grow up the tradition and they pass on to their kids, etc. So, yeah, they, they, they learn how to carve pumpkins occasionally in some families and stuff. Mm-hmm. They do the Halloween stuff. We don't do as much of it. We, we're, it's a pale, a pale copy of what they do in America. Mm-hmm. I would really like to be in America for Halloween to see the fun the kids have mm-hmm. and the streets and up and, yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, the, yeah. But yeah. Uh, it looks good in the movie, so it may be nothing like that in reality. I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it looks like a lot of fun. I would like to go yeah. uh, to actually check out a real Halloween trick or treat thing. I mean, yeah. the, I mean, we do get the odd trick or treater coming to the door, it's but not the same. it's not the same thing. No, it's it's American holiday thingy, not Australian, so it's not, it hasn't taken on over here. It's just they try to force it, it just yeah, doesn't work. They even so. have a um, before the uh, lockdown, we had a, a Halloween. Uh, festival or, or carnival of sorts. That's oh, end of last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's not. It was a pretty yeah, incredible. Ha- a fright night. No, no, not no, that no, one. Was I was referring it? to the one down down at um, well, uh, well, Manly down. Oh, I don't know about yeah. that. Yeah. They had the odd, and it would look like the echo came. Oh, they wouldn't know, know what there. the echo is. They wouldn't know what that is. Well, if you went to... I like, so like, like a, a carnival atmosphere, yeah. yeah. It's pretty interesting. They, and they had the odd um, and a parade, um, parade and, stuff. Yeah, and yeah. stuff. Still still small stuff. Yeah, yeah still yeah. small stuff. Yeah. But we do go to the odd Fright Night uh, yeah, last we have, year. Yeah, we have a we place did. over here in Australia called Movie World. And uh, once a year, about September, is it? Um, October. October. They do... They, they, yeah, when it gets warmer here, uh, we do Fright... They do Fright Night and have... Uh, it's... It's oh, just, they just open up and have all these walk through haunted house yeah. type things mm. and, and a lot of yeah. Think yeah. of hell. <laughs> think of Hellfest. Yeah, the movie Hellfest. Anyway, we why don't we review Hellfest? Mm, we might do That'd that. That'd be a good one. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that one. I still I got some grey areas in that one, but we we can we can address we'll try those. Try to address yeah. it yeah. as as of uh, trying to we'll try to work on it. No, we won't. no, it's good. Put it put it on the list. Hellfest. Hellfest, mm. right. We're always looking for new ideas. And you guys, I don't know if Sarah's been getting any comments. We did invite you guys to suggest, hey, why don't you review such and such brother movie mm-hmm. or TV show? And we haven't heard any. I don't you have you heard anything from anybody? Um, I got the um a few emails from oh, from 
from a few people. I'm, I'm Any suggestions we can use? And a few suggestions. But, and a few people do like our podcast. So thanks oh, for very I like, much, I, guys. I, like, I think a lot of people like the podcast. So thanks for I mean, liking I'm, it, guys. You're interesting and, and I'm funny-ish. Ish. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. So... That's about, I think this is about all we have to say today. That's it, folks. So, yeah. We, yeah. Um, thanks for listening to our latest podcast episode, Boys and Ghouls. This is um, your mistress of the dark, Sarah Stevenson. Miss, ooh, I wish you were dressed like Elvira. Oh, no, you're my daughter. No, I'm glad you're not dressed like Elvira. Yeah. Mm. Sarah's saying goodbye, and I suppose I better say goodbye now too. But, folks, if you, if you can get a copy of this TV series on TV or whatever, I suggest you watch it. It's pretty good. Okay, I'm going to try this again. Thank you very much. When I say after, this is mystery, This is the mistress of the dark, Sarah Stevenson, you say, and this is her co-star, co-host, yada, yada, yada. I know how to do it. I was talking about Elvira. Okay, <laughs> so this is um, your mistress of the dark, Sarah Stevenson. And this is Mike Stevenson, her faithful Indian companion. Yeah, Igor. Igor? Oh, Igor. Oh, no. I, I got a hunch. Okay. I got, I'll have to bend over now. Look like Groucho Marx or something. Hey, yeah. 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 And Wishing I'm, you unpleasant dreams. <laughs> <laughs> we borrowed that from Elvira. That's okay. Bye. See you around, guys.